The Star Hours, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast from the Star in Sheffield. Seems the old adage of good things come to those who wait doesn't always apply. Welcome to The Star Hours, where we've pressed the emergency podcast button after the earth-shattering yet expected news of a points deduction for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm Liam Horden. Joining me first, it's one half of the Owls reporting pair of the star. A man who's supposed to be off this week, it's Alex Miller. How's the week off been so far, Alex? Yeah, cut short. <laughs> um, yeah, I was expecting a nice breezy week. To be fair, it's, it's my own fault, isn't it, really, for taking a, a week off straight after the season. There was always something going to fall out. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've missed a, the first player signing and, and now this bombshell. But um, yeah, laptop was, uh, was dragged out at 7 o'clock last night. Uh, closed at about 11pm and then I was up at uh, 7 o'clock this morning doing some more stuff. So, uh, no rest for the wicked, Liam. Certainly not. Certainly not. Completing the world-beating duo, it's Joe Cran. How are things, Joe? All good. Far too clean-shaven for my liking. Did not expect this emergency podcast, so now I look like a guy who pays no attention to how he looks and doesn't care about himself. <laughs> that's why that's, this is what this is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back it'll come back just let you know go on. <laughs> <laughs> will it though I don't know I was growing it for, for 30 years <laughs> just to let you know we are recording on a video conference site. so if you do experience any audio issues we apologise wholeheartedly I think the best place to start then Alex is if I know a lot of people will have seen it and, and they'll have poured over the, the fairly brief statement from, from the EFL and the response from Sheffield Wednesday. But if you could kick us off by explaining exactly what's happened and, and what's been said so far. From the very start? No. Um, <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> yeah, so two, as you say, brief statements. Firstly, one from the EFL, just sort of outlining the fact that, that Sheffield Wednesday have been deducted 12 points, which will um, sort of kick off next season. So, you know, if you look at the, the championship tables for next season now, you can sort of see it that, that Wednesday are bottom on, on minus 12 points. Um, Wednesday sort of followed that up, saying that they're still awaiting sort of the written reasons. Uh, that's probably quite important to stress that in, in terms of the ins and outs of the hearing with the independent commission it was an independent commission it were, you know a lot of a lot of stuff sort of suggesting that this is the EFL's decision um you know it is sort of an independent body that that have made this call um but yeah in in, in terms of the ins and outs and, and what Wednesday's uh, defense was and and all the rest of it that that's information that will be released in due course possibly a couple of weeks time maybe delayed by any appeal process on either side from, from Wednesday or the EFL. In, th- in theory, the EFL can appeal this. You know, that, that is how independent it is. You know, they, they can turn around and say, well, that's not strong enough or, or you know, we, we'd like it to be enacted this season. Um, speaking to a couple of guys that know about this sort of thing, uh, it sounds like that's probably unlikely um, and any, any appeal is more likely to come from, from Wednesday's side for, for obvious reasons because... You know, it is it is a, a pretty stringent um, punishment, really. You know, in terms of especially where Wednesday are as a, as a club, and you know, with all the all the transfer rebuilding that, that they're going to have to try and do in the, in the coming weeks, it, it really is a bit of a body blow. You would have thought, um, but yeah, that's in a nutshell is is where we're at for now. I'm sure there will be you know further twists and turns in the coming weeks, but. Um, 
it, it does, I think Joe said last night uh, on, on social media, it does sort of just feel like it is the beginning of the end um, in, ter- in terms of this long and, and drawn-out saga. Yes, yeah. Joe, we obviously know you're uh, a passionate Wednesday night. Your overall sort of thoughts and feelings on this, from that kind of perspective, really? Yeah, it kind of varies. Like, there's the relief that this this is coming to an end. There's the sort of the annoyance that it was ever a thing in the first place. Like, there's there's plenty of feelings, and it's just at the minute, it just I would like to have some kind of um, line drawn underneath this. That I think that's the the, the overshadowing thing for me is that whatever happens, I, I want it to be done now. You know, if we if we take twelve points. At the start of next season, one of the things I said on on Twitter last night is, you know, this isn't it isn't a good result for Wednesday, but it could have been worse. It it feels like it could have been a worse situation that we find ourselves in now. And um, to 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 some degree, there's a part of me that's just feeling like, don't even bother appealing it. Just take it and just be like, right, that is what it is now, and you move on. Um, because at least then it's done, and we we don't have to worry about it anymore. Because I think that's the Obviously, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know the the ins and outs of the case. Nobody nobody really does. Um, and I, I'm sure there is, if Wednesday are that confident that they were in the right and they feel like, you know, they need to clear their name, then they're going to go and they're going to go and appeal. But like I say, for me, I just I just want it done now. Um, I've I've been at the start since the end of April, and I've written far too many stories about court cases and that kind of stuff that. You know, Alex has been here, but Alex has been doing it a lot longer than I have as well. And I know both of us would much rather be writing about the football than writing about what's going on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the end of it now, but I do understand that, that Wednesday and and the chairman, if they feel the need to, to clear their name and they feel like they've been dragged through the mud a little bit here, I would understand why why they would appeal. But I just don't want to see this drag on for any longer, mate. I'm I'm done with it now. I I, I want to focus. I think the other thing is, you know, there was a. I, I got a feeling that there was a little bit of optimism creeping in. You know, that usual pre-season optimism that that happens with Wednesday nights. No matter how bad a season is, when it's done, there's always that little bit of yeah, maybe next year could be a yeah. And then obviously, young Fazad Adeli Bashiru came in. It's a nice little signing, the sort of the sort of signing we wanted to to make. And all of a sudden, people are going, you know what? That's quite a nice little one. We'll uh, we'll see what comes next. And then, smash twelve point deduction. And all of a sudden, now everyone's like, well, that's that. Then we're going down to League One next season instead of this season. Um, so, so it just kind of knocks you for six again. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit split on it, but I. My overriding thing is that I just I just want to see it done now. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously, as you said, as you both said, that the, the reasoning is is still to come. What I can't help but feeling is that when this kind of charge was 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 initially laid down, and the suggestion that this it, the stadium sale had come too late, uh, and if if they've been done on that, they look they were banged to rights from the start. So it's it's not. So unexpected. I don't see if if that is the sort of the, the basis of all this uh, and and why they've been found guilty. I don't see if the if there would be a point appeal uh, of appealing it because by the looks of it, the yeah, dates, dates, dates are a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. It, it does offer a, a little bit of uh, 
an opportunity maybe might be too strong a word but you know that that 60 million pounds sale of Hillsborough has now got to go somewhere um yeah, spoke to a, a football finance expert who, who sort of suggested it would it would go into the the following season's accounts, and so that you know make makes everything look a lot healthier from you know the the next sort of cycle of of FFP or, or PNS or you know whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, it does sort of ease things up a, a little bit on that front. And I, I think you're right. I don't know. Look, if, if there's any way in the world that that Wednesday feel that they can get you know a couple of points shaved off that. That 12, 12 point uh, deficit, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine that they will go for it, and it will, you know, drag on for for a few more weeks. Mm. Um, and you know, in many ways, rightly so. You know, twelve points would have seen them relegated this year. You, you know, you're looking at, at the sort of the the points tallies that they'd be looking at. You know, you, you start looking at sort of sixty, sixty two points, right? You know, rather than than anything that we that was probably a bit more modest uh, previously. You know. They've already started speaking about transition, and you know, if if it is young young players that they are hoping to get in, you know, does that change that front? Do you need a couple of now more experienced pros if if you're going to be in the in the throes of a sort of relegation dogfight? Um, so yeah, it does sort of change the landscape in a number of ways for Wednesday. But um, in terms of of any further appeal, I think you're right. It, it does it is sort of dependent on the wording of of. What's come out of the hearing uh, and those written reasons that the the Wednesday statement alludes to, um, but yeah, I, I would not be at all surprised if there's any sort of um, door left ajar in terms of getting a couple of points back. Um, you know, you'd imagine that they'll uh, they'll do their very best to to try and take that. Yeah, it is interesting from the EFL side of it as well because I think what what will drive sort of their intentions, obviously they want things to be as clean as possible in terms of to stop stuff from dragging on, but they'll be looking at the kind of judgment and, and how clear it is and how obvious it will be for future cases. Uh, so if you do this, you'll befall the same fate as, um, as, as Sheffield Wednesday, which again, it does look despite the fact that we've yet to see the, the, the whole sort of full machinations of it, it, it does look like that will be the case because it, it, it does seem to be a very, very simple issue that Wednesday have, have fallen foul of and there's been a clear punishment of that. The only thing is, do, will the FLC minus 12 as a sufficient punishment? I've seen it before myself. They do appeal stuff. We had the thing with Doncaster Rovers in the game that Bolton failed to turn up for. The, the punishment handed down to Bolton by the independent panel. The EFL didn't like it and, and appealed that. That was over and done with pretty quickly. But um, again, because of what, what's going up, they're going to want this to be done pretty So They want this all done and dusted by the time the season starts. How that Whether that will happen or not, I don't know. And, and obviously, Charlton, the first one stepping up last night to suggest that they may be sort of considering legal action. Lightning speed, that. They didn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah. It was about five minutes. <laughs> It's it's not a surprise you've got a new regime coming in there. Uh, they're going to want to kind of look at that. It's the same. The, the, obviously, the EFL now have got to tread very carefully with the with the Wigan decision as well because it shows what 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 can come up um, after that. There'll be what are Wigan going to do? Are they going to appeal? Are they uh, not appeal? But what's going to come off the back of that? Wigan then start turning their attention to Sheffield Wednesday as well. Who knows? It's a big big. To mess so, really, and and one yeah, that they're going to want to sort mess, out. Mess just about covers it. Yeah. The, uh, the the suggestion is in terms of any sort of Wednesday appeal is that it can be sort of expedited. So, 
everything can be sort of reconvened quite quickly and 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 you know you, you can see that in in the EFL's defense and I think you know we have sort of been critical of of how long it's taken and all the rest of it on this podcast but given you know given the unprecedented that word again unprecedented uh, situation you know in terms of fixture scheduling and, and trying to squeeze everything a, a condensed sort of break and, and all the rest of it you know it, it has been difficult for them and yeah I, 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 the suggestion from a couple of people that I've spoken to is that you know it would be sort of accelerated that that appeal process and that for Wigan as well and of course the, there is the Derby County situation um you know, does this set a precedent? That they're two different, differently worded charges. You know, Wednesdays and and, and derbies, um, but certainly, you know, along similar lines in terms of motives and and the actual actions of what they've done. So, um, you know, will there, if if found guilty, and it is a big if at the minute. Um, you know, will, will there be some sort of consistency across the the punishments handed out there? If you know, if if derby are found guilty, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see whether. Wednesday aren't the only team starting on, on minus points next season. Certainly will. Certainly will. It's it's an interesting one because you can you can look at this and again we don't know the full the full ins and outs of things and I, I know there were a lot of anger last night towards the the chairman and and the and the sort of the whole regime at Wednesday's gotta take a massive amount of, of responsibility for this. But then you start thinking about it a little bit and think if they hadn't would Wednesday be still be in the exact same position that they're, that they're in now or that they will be going into next season because they would have massively breached profit and sustainability regulations anyway without attempting to use the loophole that they discovered with, with, with the sale of Hillsborough. Um, and they've perhaps given themselves a, a bit of a platform going forward uh, with that, even though they have took this, this punishment uh, from next season. It, it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? We know that that Wednesday have gone down a route where they've spent an awful lot of money, uh, too much money, uh, clearly, um, and they've wasted a lot of money as well. Um, so there can certainly be frustrations with that. But yeah, it's it, it's going to take a while to fully kind of process for me anyway. Whether or not this has been a catastrophic mistake, or whether it were a gamble worth taking in, in the first place, even though it was kind of misguided. Given the timing of it, I don't. Know I think what... I think I think the Wednesdayites could do with a word from the chairman. If I'm honest, mm. um, I think you know. Obviously, there's there's not really been word from him for a while now, um, and with this verdict being out, I think that just a just a little bit of an update, you know, just a little bit of clarity on what the situation is would be. I think it'd go a long way, you know, just having some word from from the chairman, just sort of saying where things are at and sort of the way forward because as things stand at the minute we've no idea and that's not in a good position to be you know fans want to know what's going on within their football club and I think rightly so to be honest yeah my my sort of question this isn't sort of designed to to kick the boot in where you know where the the club sort of administration might be down but in many ways sort of the the defence that well the EFL knew what we were doing and is sort of it's sort of secondary to to a lot of supporters. I think. I think the question that needs asking is why did why was the club in a situation where it felt it had to sell its its stadium in order to to get round it? You know, you know, the, the, there are questions to be asked about how 
it got itself in such a mess that it's its biggest asset and you know the, the fact is that Hillsborough Stadium now is now no longer owned by Sheffield Wednesday which is um, which is a concern and uh, well no doubt you know in in some years or many years or, or decades to come when when Mr Chancery and, and perhaps his family go to sell the club it, you know it it does sort of present huge huge problems in terms of there is now a 60 million pound valuation so you've got to throw that essentially on top of any any fee for the club and you know it, it does sort of open up cans of worms that that we perhaps haven't even seen yet so um you know the star will be putting in you know another request to to speak to Mr Chancery um you know over the coming weeks um and yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, there are certainly questions to be asked, you know, beyond the the sort of the findings of of the hearing. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still a lot to come, obviously, Alex. In terms of the um, the accounts for this year, still. Yeah, so that they were um, they were due at midnight last night. Um, I'd look at company's house this morning. There's no sort of flashing red lights saying that they've, they've not been submitted. But my understanding is that company's house does sort of close down over, over the weekend. Um, again, spoke to Kieran Maguire, sort of football finance expert last night. And he said, look, there's no um, glaring sort of red lines just for the minute. You know, it, it's important to, to give Wednesday any sort of benefit of the doubt or anything like that. You know, that it could well that they were, could well be that they were submitted yesterday in, in good time. It could well be that they've waited till eleven fifty nine last night, you know, in order to give themselves and company's house a, a couple of days, you know, running into next week. It, it could be that you know there's a delay on on company's house sort of crunching the data, and and that actually it appears that Wednesday have submitted their accounts, and it, it could be a week or two before we see them. Um, so yeah, the fact that the deadline's gone and we're we're not entirely sure whether the club have um, submitted them or not isn't an indication necessarily that they haven't. If that makes any sense, you know, there's there's no need for mad panic just yet. Um, but yeah, it'll certainly you know between me and Joe, we'll be speaking to the club and, and everyone else and, and trying to get a bit of clarity over that over, over the next couple of days. But yeah, certainly worth keeping an eye on on company's house, I think, and uh, and awaiting any accounts and and uh, coming through the numbers which is something else to look forward to um <laughs> sort of as we go on be very very interesting that in terms of the the kind of profit loss margin because that obviously affects this if if this stadium sale uh, is obviously this it will be included at, at some point in the three year cycle of profit and sustainability but if you take it from the the, the previous two years at least the there's a seventeen million pounds or eighteen million pounds worth of, of 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 amount taken out of that stadium sale already. So you're already the sixty million's been reduced by quite a, a lot. If Wednesday posts another major major loss, they won't actually have that much wiggle room in terms of uh, what 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 this what the stadium sale would actually give them. That it's going to be really really interesting to see how it all all the sort of figures stack up on that because I think that the, there were an assumption then that Wednesday were all of a sudden going to have a lot of financial freedom and the, the, there's a chance that they won't and certainly what they've got to, what they've certainly got to do from here is think a bit more long term than what they have done already because there's no use getting through this year and thinking actually we're alright and then spending a load of money and then being exact, in exactly the same position next year or the year after uh, and, and you can't 
what for me what's happened since Mr Chancery came in there has been there was there was an, an attempt to spend the way out of the division an awful lot of gambling's gone on um big money big wages for for players and it's uh, with the, I think with a bit of a naive assumption that you spend that money and you get out of this division which is not the case at all Derby are very very much proof of that They've been out of the Premier League for a long, long time, uh, despite the fact that the money that they've spent. And um, it, it's just not worked out. And what's got to happen from here for me is that Wednesday have got to be a lot more reserved with what they do. And it's really, really difficult to say that, as we'll, we'll, we'll talk about now in terms of next season, when this rebuild's going to take place. Uh, and we're, we're when this rebuild, we're, we're putting together a squad with with a different look, a different feel to it in order to get Wednesday back on the right track. But now that's going to have to be, it needs to be done, regardless of what anybody anybody kind of thinks or anybody wants about chasing the Premier League as soon as possible. Wednesday just need to get on a sound financial footing and go for whatever. But I, I can see that because they've got, they're starting with minus 12 points, the, there's going to be a desperate desire now to spend to stay in the championship and that's going to be a very very difficult thing to balance I, I think so how do you look at it then for, for coming up to, towards next season then Joe in terms of what Wednesday should be doing or, or, what, or what Wednesday can, can look to do I think they've got to be stringent I think that they've got to be you know they've got to, like you say they've got to gear themselves up for, for what, what is coming and I don't think that you know, going on a mad spending spree is the is the way to do that. You know that. To be fair, to be fair, like the the recent recruitment's been good. You know, I, I think for the most part there was a lot of bad recruitment in the in the past. You know, the the Alan Abdi's and all that kind of stuff that that really didn't work out. But if you look at the last couple of windows, um, you know, you look at Dominic Ayofa, Kareem Harris, Massimo Luongo, um, Julian Berner. It's been it's been steady, you know. Like it's been, you know, I think you look at someone like like I offer. I offer is one hundred percent worth more now than when he joined us. Um, you know, we got Kadeem Harris on a free. They're the kind of the sort of they've been they've been steps in the right direction. I think Delhi Bashiru, from what I can from what I can understand, was a, a little to no fee with him. You know, so that's another player that could potentially rise in value while he's while he's with us and. I think that's the market we need to be playing in now. I think we need to be smart with the the kind of players we bring in, and maybe it's a, a situation where you look at someone like a, possibly like a Luke Garbett. You know, Garbett is he's just been released by Everton. He's got plenty of plenty of experience in in the EFL. Maybe his wages would be a little bit high, but you're not paying a transfer fee, so you know that that they could be the kind of. For me, I don't think that we need to be looking at trying to get promoted, you know. that, that They shouldn't be looking for players that are going to get us promoted out of the championship at the minute. Next season, and possibly even the season after, this is about reconciling where we are and, and, and the situation the, the football club is in. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound like, a, like too much of a pessimist, but you know, if we finish comfortably mid-table next season, I'd be well chuffed with that. You know, like if if that is where we're at next season, and you know, there's there's a little bit of optimism back in the club. You know, people are happy with the signings that are made. You know, if you can get a few wins under your belt early doors and step away from the bottom of the table, obviously it's going to take 
a few wins before we even consider that. But um, if you can get that under your belt and, and get started properly and people can see that there's been a change, because that, that's, that's ultimately in it. People want to see... People want to see a change now. They, they've seen the way th- things have been going. Um, obviously, we talk about people like Brentford a lot and the way that they're, you know, they're managed as a football club. And I think Brentford's an interesting one. And it, look, it's been spoken about to death, really, because of how, you know, how well it's gone for them. But also, if you look at the way Brentford have worked, it's been a long-term system as well. You know, they've, it's not like they've just tried to sort of go in the fast lane and make this happen that way. You know, they've they've taken steady steps to where they are now, and now I mean they they could have been promoted automatically this season. You know they they were they were a game away from from getting automatic promotion, um, but if they don't go up this season, they're not going to throw you know throw everything away because they got close and then didn't make it. You know they they will just go and do what Brentford do, and they'll sell players like Saeed Ben Rahman, and they'll make their money and they'll go find someone else who's gonna step up into his place and I think Wednesday need to be a little bit more um, like I say a little bit a little bit more safe with the stuff they're doing now I don't think now is a time to be taking risks on players that could potentially get us back to the Premier League but could also potentially get us into financial difficulties once again and get us into those difficulties without making too much of an impact so like I say I think they've got, I've got, they've got to be really smart with the, the signs that they make and if I look at the ones that have been made recently um, for the price, I mean, you look at Iofa, Berner, Harris, um, Luongo, they were bought for probably under a million off. You know, they, they, there wasn't a lot of money spent on those players and um, we were, you had Bashiru to that as well. That, that's a step in the right direction for me. I don't want to talk too soon because we don't know what's going to happen in, in, over the course of this window, but um, I think that they are the sort of signs that Wednesday need to be making. And if that is, is how we're going to progress forward, then you know I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah. For me, Alex, what there could be from all this is, regardless of what happens, there can there can almost be some sort of fighting spirit sort of fostered from it, and 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 something. This could be actually something that will unite the whole club for, uh, because it's us against the world kind of thing, and and. Well, that's what Wednesday have desperately needed. We spoke about it before, bringing everybody back together. Now there's an opportunity for people to come back together in adversity and fight against this. And if if there if there is some success on the pitch, rather if I mean it could be disastrous and they could start and they could lose a lot of games at the beginning and be in a terrible, terrible position. But once they start winning a few games and this the, the deductions eaten away and then starting to positive and they start chasing teams down that can be a real kind of galvanising force for the entire club itself, don't you think? Absolutely. It's one of those, it can go one of two ways. Um, you know, we've sort of alluded to the the tough questions that need asking of, of the club and, and certain people at the club. Um, but I don't think throwing mud is, is going to help, you know, anyone. You know, it, it, it's... Sort of, the, sort of the response on Twitter was... Last night was interesting. You know, there were a lot of people that, that were doom and gloom, and and for for good reason, really, and and has to be expected. But so you know, a few sort of notable accounts of of sort of ex players and and sort of fans with with big followings and stuff. You know, sort of as you say, using it as a, a galvanising force. If you if you look at um, Leeds United, who have obviously you know followed followed through this season and. 
managed to get up to the, the Premier League. You look at they they started with minus 15 points down in League One. And, you know, a lot of the supporters do sort of look at that as exactly as you say, sort of galvanising us against the world. You know, you know, if, if there's one club in the world that's, that's probably um, had, had as many ups and downs and, and all the rest of it as, as Sheffield Wednesday, you know, it, it perhaps is Leeds United in, in terms of the size of the club and all the rest of it. And, you know that that was sort of like a, a cornerstone moment in in their um, in their sort of modern history. So yeah, ho- hopefully it can be used for good. Um, it, it's just going to be very interesting how how everyone sort of comes out fighting, um, and you know ev- everyone's a big part of that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very very interesting indeed. Gary spoke about a siege mentality, didn't he? He spoke about a siege mentality before, and I think. More so than ever, that could be there. Like you say, this this us against the world, you know, that everyone's out to get us kind of thing. If they can bring in the sort of players that can look at this situation and go, nah, we're going to take it to them now, then that could be a real bonus for for, for Wednesday and the, the mentality of the of the players that are there. But as you say, only time will tell them. We, we don't know how they're going to respond to this until it's done. I, I've got a, a quick question, sort of playing devil's advocate. You, you both... Wednesday nights. I think Liam, you've you've been outed, haven't you, on this podcast? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and and you, Joe, you sort of mentioned mid-table right here, right now. If you're starting with minus twelve points with what could be a slightly inexperienced squad, sort of put together all the rest of it. W- would you take twentieth place next season yeah. now? One hundred percent. I don't. I don't think that. I don't know if that. If, if you expected a, a more of an argument there, but yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I was. Just, I just thought I asked the question because bearing in mind everything I've said about not being doom and gloom, twelve points is a lot of points. You know, and it, and it does sort of shift that that required points tally to 60, 62 points, which is a lot of points given. You know this this young, hungry, you know, inexperienced. Maybe say, you know, I don't know whether you know Gary Monk might be waking up this morning thinking, well, you know, we could do with a couple of gnarled thirty-somethings, you know, in on a free to to sort of, you know, whether whether it changes things on that front. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd ask the question because it's um, yeah, it could be a really interesting. Season next next year, say the least. Uh, if we if we can finish twentieth and, and hit the hit the reset button properly, I'll be more than happy with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I've tried to weigh up whether I think that it's a good thing that it, it has been applied over next season and or, or this one, um, and and would just send them to League One a year early. Having covered a lot of League One, it's not a division I want Wednesday to go into because I'm no, <laughs> not, and that's nothing against League One. It's just a very, very, very and increasingly difficult division to get out of unless you're very, very financially sound and you can spend a bit of money. I know Sunderland is the example and, and they've switched to an to a extent, but Wigan and Blackburn did it the other year. Weight budget's way bigger than everybody else. Coasted out of that league doesn't happen very, very often. So, uh, particularly if you're not on, a, on an amazing financial footing. So, I think if if you gave me the op- opportunity that Wednesday will still be in the championship after next season, despite having a 12 point deduction, uh, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And uh, uh, the thing is, it, as you said, 12 points is a lot of points. 
and particularly in the championship it is. You look at the teams that only one of the teams that came up went down. That's breaking a bit of a trend and obviously the Wigan um, factor, Wigan does factor into that, that points deduction. But um, it, the teams are going to be scrapping for their lives. Rotherham will have probably the lowest budget. Well, maybe Wickham, I'm not sure. But they will scrap for their lives as they've done in the past. They, they, I don't expect that Rotherham will be as far off it as they were the last time they were in the division. Mm. Uh, they've built strongly under Paul Warren, the back on an upward curve. In all likelihood, they probably will get relegated, but they'll make a hell of a fight of it this time around, and so will everybody else. Barnsley will, again, make a hell of a fight of it because they're going to be, be down there, you would expect. And Wickham, we know all about them. If they're even still in the league, we don't know if they're definitely in the oh, league. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking as if things are actually set in stone, but of course, <laughs> they're not. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. It's put an intense spotlight on, on recruitment. It's probably put an intense spotlight on Gary Monk's future, which does look to be, I mean... I think if anything were going to happen, it would have happened before now. But in terms of that galvanising force and, and, and that opportunity to bring people together, a, a lot of that puts a lot of faith in the manager and because and, uh, he's the one who's, who's speaking week in, week out. He's the kind of the direct conduit between the club and the fans. So you want people to have faith in the manager. Um, and when we know at the minute from from the reactions that we're reading that, that that's, not what, that's not across the board. But... Yeah, Liam, I think you mentioned that it is a bit of a dirty word, isn't it? But, you know, the PR mm. of the club, that's so important now. You know, the, the club in, in terms of the campaigns they put out and and Gary, you know, like you said, we hear from him more than anyone else at the club, you know, in, in terms of the way that, that he speaks and whether he can tap into that seed mentality that, that Joe spoke about. So, yeah, really, really important that, that things are sort of spun the way that, that, that Sheffield Wednesday would like them to be spun and that they sort of, Seize the initiative, as it as it were, for uh, for the coming weeks. It's probably a discussion for another time, but I think it, I think they're, they're very much at a case now where they really they really could do with a figurehead. It's not going to be Mr. Chancery. He's not. It, it, it steps in now and again, but it's it's not going to be him. They need somebody who, in a kind of chief executive position who, who speaks regularly, who can, you know who can sort of enter with that in dialogue with fans or, or talk about various things that are going off. I, I can't imagine that that's going to change, but if there's a club crying out for it at the minute, it, it's definitely Sheffield Wednesday, but that's probably one for another time. And um, that's probably pretty much it for, uh, for, for this episode. We were going to do one with your thoughts and feelings and we've asked for you uh, to send us up some voice messages. That's still open. We'll do that in the next podcast. And there's obviously a lot more to talk about now and, particularly for you to get your uh, views across. Uh, there's a link in the description of this podcast of, uh, for where you can leave us uh, a voice message with, with a question. That'd be great if you could do that. Alternatively, you can go to our uh, Twitter account at the Star Hours or our dedicated Wednesday Facebook page if you search for that and, and send us a message uh, through there. But make sure you do subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from uh, so you don't miss a single episode. And I imagine the one with the fan reaction will be a, a very, very interesting one as well. I'm, I'm certainly interested to see what, what people think. Of course, head over to the star.co.uk for the very best coverage of Sheffield Wednesday that is out there. Subscribe, £1.00. First three months, brilliant offer. I've said it enough. You've heard me say it enough. It really is a, a great offer and plenty to come. You don't want to miss any little bit of news, analysis, views, everything that's coming up in reaction to this and as we build towards what's going to be a pivotal season 
for Sheffield Wednesday. But for now, thanks very much for joining us. Take care, and I'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Head over to thestar.co.uk for all the latest news, views, and analysis of all things Sheffield Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter, at the Star Owls, or search on Facebook for our dedicated Sheffield Wednesday page. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever.